Hello. Hello, everyone. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. And you're listening to another episode of Hugh I Do, the podcast brought to you by your favorite cousins on the bright side. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Who I Do, the podcast that is going to remind you why you got married in the first place. Whether you got married two days ago, five months ago, or 25 years ago, like our guest. So guess, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, ladies. I am Latasha Gillespie, and I am a wife of 25 years, a mother of two sons, and I happen to be an executive for Amazon Studios MGM Prime Video, where I lead our global diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility work for content. We are so thrilled to have you with us today, Latasha. Hey, I'm happy to be here. This is such a great, great topic, a great show. So I'm just honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And like I was saying before the show started, we're trying to be like you. You know, tomorrow is three (laughs) years for me. Tania just hit a year and a half today. Today. Yes. We're trying to get to 25, you know, so that is, and I think, I don't think we've talked to anyone that's been married for 25 years, have we? I don't think so. Oh, Wow. Nope. Okay. Nope. We already know you're going to give us plenty of gems, plenty of wisdom for us, all of us, no matter where we are in our wedding or engagement or marriage journey to definitely learn from. So super, super excited to have you on, especially because you just had a vow renewal last month. I had two. Two? (laughs) Yeah, I had two vow renewals. So um, let me just preface this by saying I don't claim to be a marriage expert. I'm just very experienced. So (laughs) there's a difference, right? So yeah, but we had two, two vow renewals. We did one for our family in Chicago uh, with 250 people. And then we took a group of 45 people to the French Riviera and did it again. Oh, wow. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait for us to dive all the way in. Yes. But you don't hear about people doing two vow renewals. Yeah. And so this is going to be like a new thing. I think you have set a new trend. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, let's do it then. Let's just break the mold (laughs) and start new traditions. Come on. Come on. I love it. I love it. Okay. So before, before we do that little table set, so we could, you know, let the other Hubus that are listening kind of get to know you a little bit. So tell us, like, how did you meet your husband? Like, let's let's go back 25 plus years. We actually met, uh, we were 17 when we met. We both are from Illinois, but we're from mm. two different parts of the state. And we both were involved with our local Urban League youth programs. And we ended up at a summer camp together between our junior and senior year in high school. And, uh, and that's where we actually met. It wasn't a high school romance, if you will. I called him kind of my summer camp boyfriend because I had a real boyfriend back at home. And he had a real girlfriend back at home. But uh, he was like my summer camp boyfriend. And uh, and it was funny, too, because the, the, the whole uh, purpose of the program was to give you exposure to a large state school and exposure to a small private university. So we spent two weeks at each 
taking classes during that summer and just getting the feel for the different university campuses. And I fell in love with the big school, which is where I went. He fell in love with the small private school, which is where he went. So technically after uh, we saw each other a couple times during our senior year in high school, I was on the speech team. So when we had, we actually, I think our state tournament was in his hometown that year. And so like we would see each other like just a couple times like that. But, but once we went off to college, we did not see each other for four years. Because keep in mind, this was prior to cell phones and all of that. So our only communication was through a mutual friend who was in the program with us. And she was from his hometown, but went to the same university I went to. And we would communicate through her. Well, when you see Damien at home, tell him I said hi. And he would say, if you see, when you see Tasha at school, tell her I said hi. And that was it. And then we both graduated. I accepted a job with Caterpillar. And their headquarters was at the time was in his hometown. He had accepted a job teaching because he went to school to be an elementary uh, school teacher. He had accepted a job teaching in a different part of the state. So he was only going to be home for the summer and then he was going to be moving in August to go start his new job. And then, you know, your girl showed up, so he never left. So, you know, that's how that went. Such a cute story. (laughs) It really is. The funny thing is Damien uh, likes to tell this joke that we actually never dated, that I was never his girlfriend, that we were friends and then we got married. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's kind of true. We, yeah. um, you know, when I moved there, he was the only person I really knew. And so we literally spent every day together, but it really wasn't uh, a romantic pursuit. It was just this, this is my dude, this is my guy. And, you know, and he was looking out for me and we just, you know, spent all of our time together. until one day I was like, Hey, I, I remember when I first moved here, you were talking to this girl. Like she had bought him a whole stereo system for his birthday or something. I remember I was like, whatever happened to her? Like, dude, you spent every day with me. Like if I was hard, I would have broken up with you by now. And he's, he looked at me. He was like, it's, you know, he said, it's funny. I told her about six weeks ago that, that I had feelings for you and that we needed to stop talking. And I already know you're going to be my wife and the mother of my children. I just don't know what we're going to do in the meantime. Oh, wow. Okay. That was a okay, bold intentional, move. intentional. Yeah, right? that was a real bold move, but I love it. Okay. I love it. He knew yes. what he wanted. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was funny, but yeah. And that, you know, and it, it was a really awkward transition because we were such good friends and we didn't want to ruin that in case this didn't work out. And so we had a lot of conversation about you know, if we decide we're not a great couple, can we please go back to being really good friends? And just thank God, you know, 27, 28 years later, we're still together. He's still my best friend. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, now he get on my nerves sometimes, but he's still my best friend. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, he has to like, yeah. if, if they don't get on your nerves, then the marriage is not real. Exactly. <laughs> Help the people. Help the people. Ashley. There has to be a little bit. There has to be a yeah. little bit. That's like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I may not like you right now, but I do love you a whole yes. lot. <laughs> that and that's the point. That's the point. Because yeah. then it I comes tell him I've only in twenty five years I've only divorced him twice in my head. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. That's, yeah, not, that's bad. not bad at all. That is, that is not, not bad. bad at all. Yeah. Well, I can already tell this is going to be a great conversation. We are going to now move into our favorite section of the show, everybody's favorite segment, which is this or that, which is where we choose between 
two options. So it's this or that. Okay. And you have to explain why. So because you are our very special guest, we are going to allow you to go first and then we'll go to Tania and then we'll bounce back around to me and then we'll do it for one more round before we dive into these questions. So nothing too frightening, I hope, (laughs) but uh, let's, let's pretend for our vow renewals more so Tania and I for us to pretend. And if you want to do another vow renewal, think about it as like your next vow renewal that you would do. So would you prefer to have the same wedding party or bridal party from your first wedding in your vow renewal? Or would you just prefer to have your vow renewal in the same city you got married all those years ago? It would be the wedding party, not the city. Okay. Why? Um, well, I don't want to go back to the city ever. So that that's that part. <laughs> All right. I mean, it was where I lived at the time. And listen, I I, I don't know about your family, but I couldn't trust. Uh, you know, I love my family, right? But like, I could not trust the process of planning a wedding in another city that I didn't live in. Yeah. yeah. So we had our wedding in the city we lived in. But I, I don't I don't think I would go back to that city and do yeah. it again. Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. Okay. So, Tania, what are you going to do? Which one would you pick? I would prefer the same wedding party, not the same city. Granted, we got married here in the Atlanta metro area. Mm -hmm. um, But I think if we did a vow renewal, I would want to go the destination route. And so um, definitely the same wedding party, God willing, because that will happen one day. But, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. Down the line. Mm -hmm. Down the line. So I too would do the same wedding party just because um, there are a lot of wedding vendors that I discovered afterwards or after I had selected my vendors. And not to say I don't want to work with them again. It's I want to have another wedding, another experience, not do exactly the same thing all over again. And um, there is one photographer in mind that I... I must meet one day. She knows it too. I love her work. I want her to capture something of me one day. So that's, that's how it's going to happen. That's how it's going to happen. Um, okay. So that was pretty easy for the second round. This is more about the music or the wedding singer. If you decided to go with a wedding singer. So for this, Would you prefer to have, say, Stevie Wonder as your wedding singer or Usher as your wedding singer? Usher. Usher, hands down. (laughs) Usher, baby. Why Usher and not Stevie? One, he's sexier. Let's just start there. (laughs) Okay, very real. And then two, like, I am a huge Stevie Wonder fan. Uh, like his old albums and everything I, I absolutely love and some of my my most favorite songs. However, um, I've, I've had the opportunity to hear Stevie live in later years. And, you know, sometimes as you get older, you know, your voice changes and, and things like that. So definitely Usher. Okay. He's still in his prime. He is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I, I already know what you're going to say. Usher. Say it anyway. <laughs> right. I <laughs> Yeah. Now I'm not, well, no, I know exactly what song I would want him to sing. Um, I would want him to sing Lifetime. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful song. Anyways, it's but It's such yeah. a perfect wedding song. Yeah. It is. It is. It is. 
and like with his voice. And mm-hmm. if he came with like a live band, oh my gosh, that'd be it. Mm-hmm. I love a live band. I love going yes. to concerts. Um, and so that's like one thing that people know me for, like, you know, mm-hmm. oh, like, oh, Tini, I know you're going to that concert. I'm like, yeah, right. I am. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I love Stevie. Okay. Don't get me wrong. He's classic. Yeah. But Usher is more in my time. <laughs> mm. How about you, Ashley? So Usher. <laughs> I can't even pretend. You it was had definitely a suspense. I'm like, okay, she about to say Stevie Wonder? <laughs> I don't know. I was waiting on it. Like, okay, come on. <laughs> it's definitely Usher um, all day. I mean, like, I feel like I grew up with Usher, you know? So yeah. I think that would, I love Stevie as well, but I think Usher would be more of a vibe and a time for everyone. Cause I feel like a vow renewal has to be a good party too, right? Like you are celebrating the Come on. years, the like the work, the effort, the time, like we are the celebrating. And so mm-hmm. yeah. On. And not to say St- exactly. Yes. Not to say Stevie can't get down. I'm sure he can. But Usher, look, Usher is he is legendary in his like in his you don't even have to explain it like it's just usher like I mean, usher super bowl announcement came out everybody was like mm-hmm. we know we yeah mm-hmm. we get it everybody mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who yeah. you are age race gender all of that everybody's uh, usher oh okay okay it's yeah. usher baby exactly mm-hmm. exactly yeah. so i was laughing because your first question was about like wedding party or city. Mm-hmm. And so like we actually were faced with that, with this vow renewal about, you know, who's going to stand up with us. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first time around I had this huge wedding party, like seven, eight bridesmaids, junior bride, mm-hmm. you know, all <laughs> of the things. Right. And so mm-hmm. but this time it was really easy. So in the 25 years that I've been married, there is a small group of people that my husband and I do life with. Mm-hmm. And it started his line brothers. My husband's a Kappa and, and their wives. And what happened was we lost one couple early on and we were all living in different cities and we knew that, you know, they were going through a rough patch, but we didn't think it was that bad. And we made a vow that we'd never lose another couple on our watch. So over the 25 years with kids in tow, air mattresses and sleeping bags, like we descend upon each other. If anybody is in trouble, like we all show up, we stand at the house. We working it out. We don't it. leave until it's resolved. I love, I love that. that. And now we get together sometimes just to fellowship and have fun too. But like if anybody is in trouble, like to the point that even the divorce couple, both of them will show up and be like, hey, y'all don't want this life. Mm-hmm. You know? And so to have, I always say I have seven other people in the world that I can be completely emotionally naked in front of and not be judged, loved, but held accountable. I love that because, and I, I kind of feel like we may pivot our episode a little bit, Yeah, but one thing I learned when we first got married and like at that time, maybe 40, 60 of our friends were married. I feel yeah. like more of his friends were married more so than mine at uh-huh. the time, but I didn't realize how like important that was because you know i like came up in the space of if you go through stuff if you're struggling if you need to vent 
you keep it to yourself. Like you don't tell anyone, you don't share it. You just kind of like go through it. Yeah. And though I'll be honest, like those first kind of six, eight months of marriage was a little rough. Cause that was also our first time like living together. Yeah. And like, you don't know someone like you could go on a trip with someone, you could spend the night, but living with someone, that's a whole different ball game. And so I was then like, what is going oh, on? Right. And I didn't yeah. feel like I had space to like really share that or like vent or even just talk to somebody. Yeah. But then, or we rather have friends that had gotten married a several years before um, someone I had worked with and gone to school with. And they're just like, we're here if y'all need us. Like yeah. we've been married. Like uh, I think at that time, like maybe uh, four years before us, yeah. three, four years before us. And it was just like, if you need anything, that's right. Like reach out. Yeah. And through the pandemic and all of that, where a lot of folks that we would have thought were in our corner or would have been there weren't as much. Yeah. And on the flip side, I know for them, they were going through like having their first kid. Yeah. And so just like those little things of checking up, sending a Starbucks gift card, sending a thing off a registry, yeah. just, Hey, just checking in. That meant so much yeah. that I didn't realize how much like that level of community one was okay to have, but yeah. even necessary, necessary as you kind of like navigate through those early. Yeah. Marriage is not a walk you. Yeah. It's not a walk you do alone. Um, right. Or, or you almost are guaranteed to fail. And, and mm-hmm. your single friends and even your parents, your parents, like, yeah. you know, your family, you got to be careful because. You can't tell everything, your, your family, everything about your spouse. And you can't tell your spouse everything about your family because they both love you. Mm-hmm. And whereas you can forgive either and both, it will be <laughs> yeah. hard for them because they don't want to see the person they love get hurt. Right. Right. And so, so it does make it difficult when you can't share, you don't want to bring your, your family into your business and all that kind of stuff. But if you have a circle of friends who are like-minded and on a similar journey, that understand what this walk is and is committed to this walk. Now I understand things happen and people, you know, every marriage doesn't make it. But if you have people striving to make it, like that has to be your village. That has to be your village. When you can't see straight, there's somebody. And, and the thing I love about it is it's not even like the men take the men's side and the women take the women's side. Like we have honest conversations and we take the side of right and wrong. And we don't care yeah. who it is. Yeah. And, yeah. but, but there's also a level of, even when you're in the wrong, the way we love on each other, you know, we talk about, the Bible talks about love conquers a multitude of sins. Like, it, you know, when you love on each other and people know that you are genuinely interested in seeing them win and be successful. Right. Like it's a, I can't. I can't tell you how much it means. And so it was so funny because for our vow renewal, we had a, a round platform stage that my husband and I and my father, who was the officiant, were standing on. And those couples were uh, just, you know, lined up around that, that circle. Mm. And my best friend said, she said, you know, even though there were 250 other people in the room, it felt like we were doing what we always do. Mm. I love that. That we, we stand in that space and support each other and are there for each other. She's like, I forgot those other folks were, were behind us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and that was that was a beautiful thing. But to pay homage to that first uh, wedding party, what I did was because, you know, 
you you want to let those folks know we ain't forgot about you. We knew y'all were there in the beginning. Y'all stood right. up with us and all of that. So <laughs> at the at the top of the reception, uh, my MC who is phenomenal, KJ Rose, she actually called up the 1998 wedding party. They didn't know they were going to be called up. So she called them up to the dance floor and they all came onto the dance oh, floor and it was beautiful. And they, and they all, everybody was dressed in white. So they all came to the dance floor. They made a soul train line and they had streamers in their hands. <laughs> so then when she announced this year's wedding party, that party came down, greeted by that 1998 wedding party. And then they joined the soul train line so that when they announced my husband and I, it was like the ushering in of the old and the new. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Now, was that planned? Like, did y'all actually plan yeah, that? I did. And I was, it was so funny too, because we were laughing. I was with my, my event planner yesterday and we were laughing because when I kept trying to explain what I wanted to do, everybody was like, huh? What? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. And luckily, when they saw it. And luckily KJ is a, she's a master facilitator. So when she called people up, she made them dance. She made them dance their way up to the dance floor. You know, the whole thing. She made it really fun. And what, what we didn't anticipate was how much it meant to those folks. Even even uh, one of my line sisters who was an usher mm-hmm. in the wedding, like she, I, I, I was peeking because I wanted to see. Uh, I was peeking, and when they called her name, she was like, "I was just, I was just an usher," but she, you know. But she was so happy to you know go out there and do it, and so it Aww. meant a lot to them that we were like, "We haven't forgotten about y'all, y'all. We know who was here in the beginning." I love that. You yeah. know, it's such a blessing that like everyone is still here. And yeah. was able to be present yeah. on yeah. that day, like because yeah. that's not everyone's story. So I yeah. love, I love that you know that they were all there. Yeah, we we now listen. There were a few who couldn't make it just because of travel, but okay. um, and there was one who has passed away. Okay. Um, but uh, so so we we paid homage to to him to Joe. Nice. But yeah, but but most of them were there. Yeah, it was beautiful. I love that though, because yeah. I mean, we hear so often about months after the wedding where mm-hmm. the bridal party is beefing. <laughs> or, yeah, you know, or, by the time yeah. the photos come back, people are upset and yeah. they're upset that so-and-so was in the pictures. Yes. And like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you the beautiful thing about a vow, you know, in that first wedding, you, you're trying to appease your parents right. and your relatives yeah. and all that. Listen, at 25 years, I was like, <laughs> I don't care who mad. Right, right. Because I know who's been in the trenches. Yeah. So if you just looking for an opportunity to be a bridesmaid, you want to find somebody else. Because <laughs> th- that ain't what this is. This is literally about the two of you and yeah. everybody and, else just. And not even just about yeah. the two of us, but the people who have invested in the success of this and in the labor of this. Because, baby, this ain't for the faint at heart. Right. She better yeah. be, look, you said them first seven, eight months, you better tell the people. Look, you be looking at like, God, I thought I heard you clearly. Are you sure? <laughs> and that was one of those things That's I so wish true. somebody would have told me beforehand <laughs> that like, hey, one thing I kept hearing beforehand was once you get to year seven, year seven is going to be hard. And I was like, what is it about year seven? Okay. But I'm like, somebody should have told me about the first few months. Like, mm-hmm. Whew. It, it, was, it was a time we're past our first it. year was the, I, I our first year was absolutely the hardest mm-hmm. and, and we both came from situations where we didn't have a great I don't think there is a great roadmap actually but 
we came from two very different situations. My husband came from a household where his mother was the strong, dominant person. I came from a household where my father was, you know, the strong, dominant person. And so we mm-hmm. both were projecting expectations on each other based on what we had seen. And so we finally had to have a sit down. I was like, at that time, we were too broke to go to therapy. So Dr. Phil had to fill in. <laughs> and I was like, look, <laughs> what are the three things you need from me? And what? Here's the three things I need from you. And like, we're going to have to figure this out because I, I'm yeah. never going to be your mother. I'm never, I'm never going to be that chick that cook every night. That ain't going to happen. By the way, you're yeah. a better cook than me anyway. <laughs> right? And right. Like, so like, tell me what it is that, you know, what does nurturing look like to you? You know, and, and let me, let me tell you what being a protector looks like to me. And so we had to have that honest conversation because again, I think so many times we, we, we only know what we know, which is why this vow renewal was so important. We cannot expect particularly children and young people to be what they cannot see. And when we realized the fact that our 23-year-old son had never been to a wedding, that's crazy, right? And so many of our nieces and nephews had never seen a wedding because a lot of my nieces and nephews had all decided, the ones who were married, just opted for the courthouse, like something simpler. But then just a lot of people aren't getting married anymore. Yeah. And so we were like, how can the baby see, be what they can't see? So, we're, if, so this first, that Chicago wedding was really for them. This was a love letter to a generation. Mm. So that was so important for us. You ain't asked me a question. I'm just talking, but you know. Okay. <laughs> no, but I think we all need to hear that because you're yeah. right. I had a cousin who was like, I've never been to a wedding. And he's like almost in his fifties. And he was like, I'm like, your wedding was the first wedding and it was amazing. And I was like, Oh, well, I mean, like now that you're saying that, you know, it really, really means something. Cause there's a lot of people out there that, that have never gone to a wedding maybe on TV, but not in person. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I think your podcast is so important because listen, anybody that is married in this day and age, you are an activist. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) This You're is right. activism because it is so much easier than like not be married or to get divorced. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I really yeah. feel like this is an act of activism, like to stay and work and recommit and reaffirm every day mm-hmm. and make a decision. I'm going to be in this. I'm going to love you flaws and all. I'm, I'm here for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you find when you... Like when y'all start talking about having a vow renewal, as y'all start talking about it with whether it's friends, family, acquaintances, coworkers, anyone, did you get any, I don't want to say pushback, but anyone that was just kind of like, why? Um, it's, <laughs> it's so funny. I, uh, I only had one interesting comment. I had a cousin who, um, who was saying because of her religious beliefs that she, didn't think she could attend the ceremony. Um, okay. Even though she was in the first wedding. So it was like, all right. <laughs> it was interesting. Um, okay. So, and I was like, you know, I respect that, you know, and, and listen, I, and I, and I, and I think though, once I explained to her, cause I actually don't know if she, um, if she was there for the ceremony or if she just came for the reception to be honest, because actually we did our vow renewal as a part of our family reunion. So, for the last 59 years, we have had a family reunion every Labor Day weekend. Okay. And so this year we did it in Chicago. My father hosted. And so instead of doing the Saturday night banquet we normally do, I was like, I'm going to throw the wedding and that's going to be 
the the event for that evening. And so, which, because I didn't want people to have to travel twice. Like the economy is is terrible right now. Gas is high. I didn't want to put an extra burden on people to try to travel twice. Like, since I knew, and we get like a hundred people that normally come to our reunions every year. Mm. And, uh, and so I wanted to make it easy for those folks to be there. And then, and we did it in Chicago because like I said, we're both from Illinois, but we have family from Milwaukee, Indy, Chicago, St. Louis, Memphis, so it just felt like it was um, a, mm-hmm. a pretty easy place people could get to for yeah. the most part. And we have some folks in Atlanta and Charlotte who, you know, we knew were going to fly in, but the majority of folks could drive in if they needed to. So we wanted to be very cognizant about about that. But yeah, but um, but the cousin was there and had a great time. I don't know if they actually uh, was were there for the actual ceremony part, but they were definitely there for the reception and had a good time. So... But that was the only person I got pushback from. Everybody else, I think, was really looking forward to it. The Gillespie's, we got to, you know, we throw a pretty good party. So, you know, I I had good participation. Now, listen, I sent out reminders telling people it was an all-white affair. I was like, not off-white. Turn to your neighbor and say, not beige, not cream. (laughs) I said, said, we don't want to turn you away at the door, but we will. Right. Listen, my family, I was so proud of them. Look, they were sending pictures of their outfits. Like, is this white enough? They were like, <laughs> they were snitching on each other. I told him don't wear them shiny shoes. Like they, girl, they had me die. And they all complied. They showed up and, and they looked beautiful and they're all white and it was amazing. And um, so I was really appreciative. So people came expecting to have a good time, but but the, the blessing was, I think we exceeded their expectations. But yeah, everybody was pretty excited. My husband did an amazing reproposal at our 24th anniversary in Paris mm-hmm. in front of the Eiffel and um, and at the Louvre. Like it was some J&B stuff. I was like, how did you pull this off? You're not even that romantic. <laughs> and it was so special. So that was kind of the, the jump start to us planning the Valerie Noel. We knew we wanted to do one at some point, but you know, 10 years didn't feel right. 15 didn't feel right. 20 didn't feel right. So he was thinking 25 would, would be where we would do it. So he you know, reproposed at 24. And then we started planning for the 25th. And we and we surprised all our guests with D-Nice. They didn't know he was coming. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, so we on the run of show, we kept calling him Rick James. And um, my friend was like, is, is Rick James coming? Her husband was like, girl, Rick James is dead. Right. She was like, well, is it a cover band? So we were like, don't worry about it. And so D came. D- Derek is a good friend. He, uh, you know, he normally does not do family reunions and, and weddings. Mm-hmm. But he's so sweet and, you know, was just really one of those people who have rooted for Damien and I's success. And, you know, he was so proud of us and just, you know, wanted to to share in the love of that. And so he was a gift to our entire family, which was amazing. And, um, and I think we were a gift to him. He actually, at the end of the set, he got down into the crowd and started dancing to take a selfie. So I think he had a good time, too. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Y'all had a time. Yeah. A time was had. Now, if you think this was good, just wait until next week when we dive deeper into Latasha's love letter to a generation. Part two is going to be even more exciting and insightful, so be sure to stay tuned. Don't forget to follow us everywhere you can. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even YouTube. You can find us at H-U-I-D-O-W-E-D, which is who I do wed. Or at Hue I Do Pod, which is H U E I D O P O D, on pretty much any of those platforms. 
In addition to that, if you want to know more about any of the amazing wedding vendors we've shouted out or any of the really cool wedding vendors we've had on the show as guests or just some awesome wedding vendors in general that maybe you don't know of, head to find.huido.com. There you're going to find over 600 wedding vendors that can help take you to your happily ever after. And no matter where you listen to Who I Do, if you could, please leave us a review. It will help other bride-to-be's and other people in the wedding planning space find a podcast that speaks to them as much as Who I Do speaks to you. 